Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and ask God to anoint you this evening. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing, Lord. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your great anointing. Blessing us tonight. We love you, Jesus. Hallowed be your name. Glory be to your name. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Blessing us every time we come into your presence. Thank you for healing from this world's pain and darkness. Thank you for encouraging us and comforting us, helping us to carry on to the end. We love you and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be here tonight? The right. We are sharing about um, rivers you must cross. Tonight I want to talk about Peter crossed the river. Turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Peter crosses the river or crossed the river. Either of them will work. Right. Now the river of the Holy Spirit is an important river for every one of us to cross before we can become really useful for the Lord. How many want to be useful for the Lord? All right. It is important to become useful to Jesus. Amen. Because um, there is no important thing that you are doing except the work you do for Jesus. Everything else, I'm sorry to say, amounts to zero as far as eternity is concerned. Right? Even on this earth, you're going to find out that many of the things you've done don't help much. Think about all the things you learned in school. Do you use them? How many dissected a frog once? Who has dissected a frog before? Oh, you didn't do science? Oh, I've dissected frogs. It doesn't help me today. <laughs> and I learned about all kinds of history. AD this, BC that. I learned all the dates. Marco Polo and other people. It doesn't help me much. All right? But I thank God for this Bible. It's helping me today. You know, one of the subjects that I really wish I had done when I was in school is BK, Bible knowledge. I wish I had done Bible knowledge at least up to O level. It really hurts me because that would have really helped me in my knowledge of the Bible, at least. What, what did you learn in BK? Luke. 
Matthew and Acts. And then what else? First and second Samuel. Second Kings. You know, I would have known so much more useful things today. But what did I do? Macbeth. And huh? all kinds of other things. But I wish I had done BK. In those days, I despised BK, Bible knowledge, and I despised those who did it. But the other subject I wish I had done was history. Unfortunately, I did geography. You cannot compare history with geography. Because history is useful. Because when you know history, you just watch people repeat the same thing. This man is going to do this. No, he's going to do it. And he does it. Exactly. You know, it's amazing. So we thank God for important things that he's helping us to learn. Amen. Amen. Blessing us every day. All right. Now, in the Bible, the people of the Lord were, were coming to the promised land. But before they came to the promised land, they had to cross a river. And that river was the river Jordan. The Jordan River is a very special river. And I'm really believing God that when we go visiting Israel very soon, we will all be baptized in the river Jordan. I have been baptized several times. And I don't mind being baptized again. I, I don't mind at all because Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. And I don't see why I shouldn't be baptized in the Jordan. You know? It's like swimming. You swim. You go to a swimming pool more than once. <laughs> anyway, so it's a powerful place. Uh, Joshua crossed that river. And after he crossed that river, he entered into the promises that God had given to him. So ladies and gentlemen, all the promises that God has for you are going to come to pass when you cross that river. And that is why I am sharing rivers you must cross. Amen. When you cross those rivers, and I'm talking about the river of the Holy Spirit now, there are other rivers that are not as nice as this river. But when you cross this river, you are entering into the garlic and the onions and the milk, the honey, the leeks, the fishes, the cows, the cucumbers, all the things that you want, are going to, you're going to experience. And mind you, I'm talking about spiritual things. Don't let your mind go too far. Amen. God has wonderful things for us. Spiritual honey and spiritual milk. Amen. Amen. Now, the Apostle Peter was a very powerful man who had decided to follow Jesus. And one, one night, he was sitting and eating with Jesus. Now, one of the things I believe we need to do more of is to eat with one another. Amen. Bible says they had all things in common and they went from house to house breaking bread. All right? So that is why we have canteens and we are making more cafeterias on this campus so that we can break bread with one another. All right? When you break bread with somebody, you get closer to the person and all the quarrels end. Hallelujah. So husbands and wives should eat together and should drink tea together and should flow together. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen from somebody? 
Alright? If you don't have a husband or you don't have a wife, find um, bra- other brothers and sisters. Because those that are married, you may, you may not know that you are happier than they are. As you see them moving around. So, you never know it's true till it has happened to you. For guys. Alright. How did I get into that now? What was I talking about? Huh? Peter was eating with Jesus. Jesus did a lot of it. And in fact, to commemorate his coming to this earth, he instituted not a fast like the Muslims. He instituted eating in the communion. Yes. Remember me by eating. Christians have no such annual fast. We have declared such that by Jesus instituted eating. Like, eat, eat this bread and wine and remember me with this meal. So eating is a very powerful thing. Anyway. Alright. Now one day he was eating with the Lord and the Lord said to him, you will deny me one day. The Lord said, one day you will be an orangu. One day you will become some way. And Peter said, Who? Me? It couldn't be. Number four. Do you know that game? Who, me? Couldn't be. Number two, stole the cooking from the cooking pot. All right. So when Peter was told, You are going to, he said, Me? Not me. It couldn't be. But Jesus said, Oh, it will happen. And I don't know whether on Tuesday I'm going to share with you about how some things are going to happen. Impossible things are going to happen. But it happened. Now Peter said, look, even if it is to die with you, I will die. I can't fail you. I can't fail you. I can't fornicate. <laughs> I can't lie. I can't steal. I can't commit adultery. Even if, even if, even, even if, <laughs> me? <laughs> Jesus said, it will happen. It will happen. Be careful when your father tells you something. Many years ago, I was trying to build a church office and I used a family house. Family house, and I renovated it. My father was not happy with me. And he said, we are renovating family house? We don't renovate family houses. I thought, I thought he was even mad. I said, why? Because it, I'm making the place nicer. Yeah. You see, but a, a father has seen certain things. Yeah. How things go is not how you think it will go. A house that was three floors, and when it rains, the rain comes from the first floor to the second floor to the third floor. 
and that was innovative they should be happy but that is not how life is so when your father is saying that this thing this is how it will become you have to watch out no matter how stupid your father seems to be to you always listen never disregard such people when they are speaking because the old man at the bottom of the Iroko tree sees further than the young boy who is at the top of the Iroko tree. <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? I said, the old man who is sitting at the bottom of the Iroko tree, he sees further than the young boy who has climbed to the top of the Iroko tree. Do you know an Iroko tree? So when your father says something, watch. So Jesus said, you will. You will become very some way. You will become some way just shortly. It's not going to be long when you change your attitude. And you become funny. And Peter said, I swear God, it cannot be. But very shortly, it happened. A young lady came to ask him, Pastor Peter, I think I've seen you before. Are you not a, a, a pastor? He said, me a pastor? You, you know me from where? Will you shut up? Swine! Mind your business, okay? Nonsense. Another person came. He said, will you get out of here before I say something to you that you'll never forget in my face? Another person came and said, I'll slap you, right? You deserve to be slapped. And he was warming his hands. While they were beating Jesus, he was warming his hands. Father is being beaten. And we're getting warmer and saying you don't know him. So you can see this somebody whose training has not helped him. And he's turning into a beast. So Peter needed to cross a river before this keys of death and hell and uh, becoming the head of the church and all those ideas ever happen and needed to cross a river which he has not yet crossed you see dear friends that is why you see the bible says not a novice yeah you you you, you put certain people in positions people who are not novices a novice is a starter a beginner there are things you haven't seen and you must experience and and even though you may know a lot once you are a novice you are not qualified for certain things so you need to cross certain rivers and i tell you one of the things that i believe that a lot of us need is the holy spirit in your life you'll be surprised to know how much of our life is determined by the presence or the absence of the holy spirit even what people think about you and decide about you is because of the holy spirit yeah People choose you because of the Holy Spirit on you. You see, the anointing even has an effect on how you look. You even become attractive 
because of the Holy Spirit. If ladies knew this, they would spend more time being filled with the Holy Spirit than painting their lips. When you spend a lot of time doing your hair and painting your lips, you attract what is attracted to that. For instance, most of us when we are passing by the rubbish dump are not attracted. Do you get attracted? No, but there are some people that are attracted. Mad men are attracted to such place. And then dogs are also attracted. Foxes are attracted. So, flies. This is their best home. Vultures, scavengers. But proper people are not attracted. So there are so sometimes you, you see that people don't know that if they were to invest somewhere else, it would attract a certain caliber. There are some people who are not moved by breast sizes. Who know? They know that this breast is it could be an augmented uh, appearance. They know that it has no lasting value. They are attracted to higher things. The inside of the person, the attitude of the person, the flow of the person. We've got size 290. What is that? Some of you, sometimes you wonder, what kind of people are always these ones coming to me? Who are these? beastly type of people today an armed robber has fallen with you tomorrow some other person be filled with the spirit there are some people who will be attracted to you when you are filled with the holy spirit even at thanksgiving Tonight is not a night to talk about those things, but I can show you from the scriptures how the anointing even makes you young. The anointing makes you younger. The Bible says he renews your youthfulness. As you get older, you see that you are becoming even younger. And when the Holy Spirit is not on you, you see that you are just about 30, and then when they see you, it's as if you are 60. Sometimes I wonder whether, you know, preaching the gospel has a way of extending your life. Because the three evangelists that I think of, they are all either 90 years or almost 90 years. And they are still like Aura Roberts, T.L. Osborne, and Billy Graham. They are all alive. Do you know Billy Graham has preached the gospel in Ghana before? He came to Ghana, Billy Graham, preached in Accra, met Kwame Nkrumah. Do you know Billy Graham has preached in Kumasi before? Billy Graham went to Kumasi. Preached the gospel in Kumasi. It was raining. He has been to so many countries. All these people are alive. He said he flew on Ghana Airways DC-3. DC-3. <laughs> wow. So I believe the anointing has a powerful effect 
Desire the Holy Spirit. What a difference it's going to make in your life. Amen. So Peter was becoming so frightened and scared. But he knew a lot. He had been with Jesus for three years. Had heard scriptures. The whole Bible had been spoken to him. The whole of the New Testament. He had heard Jesus talking, saying it personally. But Jesus said to him, wait and be filled with the Spirit. So in Acts chapter 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, they were together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it fell. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributed among themselves. And they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. The more you speak in tongues, the more it's, an, it's, it's evidence that you are filled with the Spirit. So when you see somebody, that person is filled with the Spirit. When you see somebody stand up, that, that person is not filled with the Spirit. When you see, even when you are going to do exams, you should know, you should know how to keep you know, you know, and you should not be shy of tongues something you should speak all those of you who are shy of your tongues you have not allowed the river to flow let the river flow let the fountain flow talk to somebody and start to exchange some niceties with the person Alright, alright. Now, okay, after church, continue. And let me tell you something. If you want to have friends and be an interesting person, be spiritual. You you you'll be surprised. People will be attracted to you like flies. It's because you have no anointing, no spirit, no word. There's nothing attractive. Your family is not attractive. Your money is not attractive. Your clothes are not attractive. But if you have anointing, you'll be attractive. If you have nothing, you can have God. To me, I am a very boring person. I have nothing to discuss. Only the word of God. I don't know anything else. <laughs> I don't know anything. It's only God that I know. And the word of God. I have a lot of people who want to talk to me. I cannot talk to the people who want to talk to me. I, I don't know. It's only, it's only World Cup that made me know Asian. I didn't know him before. And as now I know Asian and Chelsea. But apart from that, I don't know. I don't even know whether Kotoko is still a team. <laughs> I don't know. My father supported Great Olympics. So when people ask me, who do you support? I say, Olympics. And I don't know, is it still playing? Huh? They've come back. Olita, they... I don't know anything. 
I don't know politics. I don't know who is coming next. I just pray to be a, a good person. Yeah. I just know that the lights are off. That's what I know. But I feel it all the time. I don't enjoy it. Do you see? But because of the word of God. Ah! I said, I cannot talk to the people who want to talk to me. And the people who want to call me. And the people who want to text me. Oh! With my boring, and, and I have also tongues. I can easily speak to you. I'm so boring, but everybody wants to talk to me. All I have is the Holy Ghost, the Word. Be a person of anointing and of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes when I see brothers who are struggling to get somebody to marry you, I say, oh, Brother, you don't know the secret. I must say, because of the ointment, because of the ointment, the virgins do love you. You will not struggle to get somebody to marry you. What you will struggle is how to see which particular one is the real one. But the ointment, when the ointment is on you, Kamaya Obo the sweet calamus. All right. So Peter was speaking in tongues. And when this sound of the crowd came together, they were bewildered because each one of them was hearing people speaking their own language. They were amazed. How is it that we hear them speaking our language? Persians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya around Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them in our own tongues, speaking of the mighty deeds of God. And they all continued in amazement and great perplexity. But others were mocking and saying, they are full of sweet wine. I don't blame you for laughing at us. I don't blame you. But one day, you will... Your laughter will turn into a grimace. Your laughter will change. Keep laughing at me. Many people have laughed at me all through my life. Most of the people who laugh at me are no more laughing. So watch out. Most of the time, when you need to obey God, you do something that looks funny and people will laugh at you. But a time will come, the people who laugh at you, they will stop. And they cannot laugh anymore. Now, verse 14, that's all that we want to see. Just verse 14. It says, But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea, and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose. For it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. I will pour out of my spirit. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Verse 18, even on my bond slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out of my spirit. I will grant signs and wonders. 
Verse 22. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. You nailed him to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him from the dead. Verse 25. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence. For he is at my right hand so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh will also live in hope. Because you will not abandon my soul to hell. Nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. And you will make me full of gladness with your presence. Verse 29. Brethren, he's now continuing the preaching. He was quoting. Brethren, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us today. And so because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on his throne, he looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was neither abandoned to hell nor did his flesh suffer decay. This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured for this which you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. This is the third scripture that he's quoting. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus, whom you crucify, whom you crucify. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart, and they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, each of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 40, and with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting him. I'm about to promise you tonight something that is going to take place in your life as you pass through this river from tonight. Number one, I prophesy that you shall take a stand and be identified. In verse 14, notice verse 14, it says, Then Peter, taking his stand, Remember the first time he didn't take a stand. He said, I don't, I'm not a member. First time when he was asked this same question. What is going on? He said, look, I don't, I'm not a member of this thing. But when the Holy Spirit is on you and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you take a stand and say, I belong. He took a stand with pastors. I'm a pastor. I'm a priest. Yes, sir. I belong to priestly people. Amen. This is my church. It's because you don't have the Holy Spirit that you cannot even identify and say, this is my church. That's, that's what makes you deny God. It makes you deny Christ. It makes you deny the truth. It's because of the absence of the Holy Spirit in your life. When the Holy Spirit is on you, you are going to see how you will shamelessly identify with what God has decided for your life. Amen. And before then, you see that 
I remember when I first became a pastor, and I would go to places, people would ask me, what are you? I said, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I used to say, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I did say, I'm a pastor. I didn't even want to be identified with the way pastors live. And how a pastor has to live from offerings and collections. But as the anointing increased on my life, I increasingly began to identify myself and take my stand. He says he took his stand. This time, this time, he took, he got up and said, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. Some of you, all your life, you are running away from your calling. You're running away from what God has decided about you. But when you become, when you walk through the river, you stop this. I'm not sure whether you see I'm praying about it. And so when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you say, look, this is what I am. I am, I am, I am. That's all I am. That's why we, we like wearing those priestly dresses. Sometimes when we have a chance. Because we are priests. That's what we are. If you don't like it, you can go to hell. It just goes straight to hell if you want. You can join any religion you want to. We are priests. I say we are priests. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. And stand up and say, hey, look. Look, this is my life. My life is, my life is for God. My life is for serving God. My life is for preaching. You identify yourself. This is what I am. Instead of saying, I am not. I am not. I am this. I am that. You are. You take your stand. He said, and Peter, rising up for the first time, he took his stand. Ah. All along. Do you want to be a pastor? <laughs> I'm praying about it. Do you want to be ordained? I'm praying about it. Do you want to work for God in full-time ministry? <laughs> Can I see you in chambers? These were the people who were associated with Christ who just a few weeks ago was brutally murdered by the Romans and the Jews and everybody in town. But this time, he was no longer afraid. I'm nothing. I'm only a servant of the Lord. I don't want to be anything else. I want him to be pleased with me. If he likes me, then I'm okay. If he doesn't like me, I'm in big trouble. But if he's pleased with me, then I'm okay. And as anointing increases upon my life, I become more and more associated with God, with his work. When people see me, you can't even see the doctor about me. You can't even see he was Mill's name. You can't even see my background. You can't even see what are, what, 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 who are you and what are you. Instead of say, I don't know, I am not. Say, I look, this is all that I am. I'm, just, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a, I'm a preaching person. This is what I am. I'm, I'm into God. I am into God. I'm into God. I'm a God person. I'm a God person type. This is all I have. I don't have anything. So how do you get your house from God? How do you get your shoes? It's a church shoes. I'm a church man. I belong to God. Everything I have, every, I, can't, I can't lie to all that I have is church things. I'm not putting church things. I have church things. This is all I am. And I'm, I'm, at first I was shy of it. 
Wow. I was shy. I was shy to belong to the church and to belong to God. But now, as the anointing is increasing like a river all around me, I say, I am. I belong. This is all I have. This is all that I am. I belong to God. I don't have anything else. I don't have anywhere to go. To the end. And in my house, everything in my house is going to serve God. What I have a control of. One day I told my children, I said, when you leave my house, you can become Muslims if you want. But as long as you are in this house, you are going to go to church and you are going to do everything that I say as far as God is concerned. When you live here, you can be a fetish priest if you like. It's up to you. But as long as you are here, you are going to church. And you go to church on time and every day. Sit down. He said, and so Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, that's it. Taking his stand with the eleven other pastors. <laughs> he took his stand with other pastors. Not he didn't take his stand with lawyers and politicians and bankers. And people, you know, when I see such people, I just become quiet and withdraw. So, nah, that's for me. I'm a priest. I'm, I'm a church person. I have not. Sometimes my mother asks me, When my friends come, you're so quiet. And I say, I don't have anything to say to them. I'm afraid of them. Just quiet. When I see my church people, that's why people think I'm, I talk a lot in life because I preach. When you see me in another place, even when I play golf, I play and I pass quietly out somewhere and I go. I never sit in the clubhouse. I never talk to people there. So I'm a church. I know they despise me. I know they look down on me. I know they look down on me. They, they don't think I should be there. I belong to church. I belong to God. I, and that's what I am. What I have. What I have. What I have. From God and came from collections, and I'm, I'm so glad about it. One day I sat with Archbishop Duncan William and I, I watched him as we, I gave him an offering and he received it. And way, the way he received it, I realized that he, it was his work to receive gifts and collections and offerings, it was part of his work. And I realized that there was something wrong with me. I realized that I was ashamed of. My work. Yeah. <laughs> ah, sh- God bless me. I took my stand with pastors. My friends are pastors. The next one. He says that, and he raised his voice. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, your voice will now be heard for the first time. All quiet people who have not been speaking. He says that, and he lifted his voice above the others. You see, when the Holy Spirit is in you, one of the things that is from is that it makes you speak. You become a preacher. You see, you, you talk about God. And you become a... I, I can't see how you'll be filled with the Spirit without becoming a preacher. 
he, 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 he said, yeah, I'm with the 11. First he said, I know. Now he said, I am. Then he, he said, then he started to speak. Think about you. You say you are filled with the Spirit. You cannot preach a sermon. I have not preached a sermon before. I'm talking about stand and preach. Stood and preach. You should, you, your, your vision should be to be a preacher. Look, when I, was, when I was going to get married, or even we were not even yet thinking of marriage, we were always thinking of marriage, but it wasn't so near. I told my, my beloved, I said, you know, my dream, I told her my dream is to sit, I'll sit on a, on a hill and people will come around and listen to me teaching. This is my, this is my beloved dose's conversation. Spiritual. I said spiritual. I don't have any. Uh... I love you, baby. My honey, baby. I said, I said, teaching, preaching. May your voice look at you so quiet. Call yourself a Christian. Your voice is not heard. When you pass through the river, stand up and you speak to your family. You speak to your house. You speak in your business. You say, you know something? You will have the ability to speak and the silence will be broken. Those of you who consider yourself to be quiet people. Me, I am a melancholic person. Melancholic. Do you know melancholic? Thinking and quiet. You can ask people who need me in school, sir. He's a very quiet, very quiet boy. This is me. As when I cross through the river, ah, I suddenly feel I have something to say. When I cross through the river, I found myself preaching. When God anointed me in Suhum, I found myself wanting to preach. The next one, it says, Men of Judea and all you, let this be known to you. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost and anointed, you will now want people to know certain things that they don't know. At first, you don't mind if they don't know. It doesn't bother you. But when you are filled with the anointing, you want them to know that they will go to hell if they don't listen. Want them. And I've, I've noticed that it's, it's, it's something that comes with that. Because of the anointing of my I want people to read the books that I've written. Yeah. I want them to hear what I'm saying. He said, listen to this and let this be known unto you. you must know. And it's because of the anointing that you sense the need for the people to know something. But before you are anointed, you don't, you don't, even, you don't mind as they go to hell, as they just drive by, as they fly by night, whatever they do, you don't mind. When you are anointed. The next one is you want people to listen to you. He said, let this be known and give heed to my words. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay, it is because you are anointed that you want those children to listen to you. So listen to what I'm saying. When you are anointed, you will not just preach to Sleeping people. Because when you are not anointed, you don't mind if they sleep. 
If you are a priest without anointing, people come and sit there and fall asleep. It doesn't bother you. You're just reading your sermon. But when you're anointed, you want, listen to me. You, you, listen to what I'm saying. The anointing makes you say, listen, listen, let it be known to you. It must know, it must know this, 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 this. And listen to what I'm saying. You can't just talk to sleepers. When you're anointed, you look at people's eyes. When you are preaching. It's an anointed will just read. We are here to study the life of King David this morning. David was a patriarch who the Lord used mightily. This evening, we are so grateful for the blessings of the Lord through David, the prophet. In these times, most people are not studying much about King David. King David was somebody that all people should know. Will you turn your Bible to 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 85? In this scripture, we shall learn several things that are of importance to all of us. Now, the first thing that we must... You don't mind if they fall asleep. But when you are anointed, you say, hey, you, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. You say, you that are sleeping, get up and walk out of this place. Can't come and lie down here and sleep. This is not a sleeping ground. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is because of the anointing upon your life. That's what Peter said. Listen to what I am preaching. Listen to me. You have to know what I'm about to tell you. I was just come and read speeches. One time I heard an unbeliever say, I can preach better than some of these priests. And I was very sad to hear that. I don't care whether you hear what they say or you don't hear what they say. I preached in, I preached in Water Hall in Lagos one, one time at 5 a.m. When I was preaching, I came to wake them up. Preach the gospel. Say, so wake up. I don't want to preach before when they are sleeping. So I clap my hand first. Say, wake up. I want you to listen. Listen. Listen to me. I'm waking you up so you listen. I want you to know. It's because I was anointed. When you are passed through the river, you will not you cannot just sleep in your house. Some people, when they are snoring, you don't know whether it's a balloon that is getting bigger and smaller. And when you are anointed, you say, I can't sleep. I have to go. I gotta go out and tell somebody. Is that a song like that? I gotta go out and tell somebody. So we preach. When we preach, uh, after some time, we kept going at 5 a.m. They got used to us. I said, no, these people are used to us. When, when we can't preach, they just turn over like that. And they sleep. In, in, the, in the university hall, all the rooms. So one day I said, no. Because of the anointing. The anointing wants you to let the people you are talking to listen to you. So I said, you know, let, let's not allow these people to sleep. So let's go to their windows. And stand outside the window. And then let's get their room numbers. So we got the room numbers. This from here is K3, K4, K5, K6. So I shared all my disciples. I said, 
Go to K3, K4, K5, K6, K7, K8, K9, K10, K11. So we stood outside the room and we preached. We said, K3, good morning. At 5 a.m. K3, good morning. We have come to speak to you. And they were inside their room. And you are outside the window. You say you will not hear. You will hear this one. Because we preached with their room numbers. Listen to me. When you go to a town and you are anointed, you want everybody in the town to know what you have to offer. You say, listen to me. Mr. Chief, listen to me. Mr. Town, listen to me. Mr. Man, listen to me. Mr. Woman, listen to me. I came here to tell you something. It's not rudeness. It's the Holy Spirit. But before, when they even ask you who you are, I said, me? The next one is when you are anointed, you will be able to explain things that are happening with the scriptures. See, but until then, you always do Bible study, you cannot use it. You read the Bible, you do Bible studies. But when you are anointed, you'll be able to say, no, this thing that is happening, it is this. And, and so that's why Peter stood up and he said, what you are seeing, is they are not drunk. It is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Then he quoted Joel, Joel, Joel. Some of you have been reading the Joels, and, but you don't have any, it's not relevant. But when you are anointed, suddenly, you will now begin to understand. For instance, the light off that we have in Ghana, no light. I can explain it to you from the Bible. I can show you how it came about the cause the origin I can explain it to you in detail I cannot cannot explain it because of this television I know they are watching me now and because of you also. Then the next one, you'll be able to talk about Jesus Christ. Say, but this is that which was spoken. You'll be able to talk about Christ. Think about the people in our churches who cannot speak about Jesus. Cannot engage in a discussion for one hour. Young lady with the eyes closed. You see, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. You don't belong. See, I want you to listen to me. Listen to me. I don't come here in the evening. Don't come here at all to come and sleep. This not the sleepers come in the morning. In the evening, if you don't have anointing, don't come here. The morning is a good time. There's a powerful church service in the morning. You can have three services, but don't come here to sleep. It's true. And, and that is why I have my service in the evening because I really don't want people who don't want to listen to come I want to meet those who want to listen and that's why sometimes I wait for some time for some people to be tired and go before I come I want them to go home I'm trying to let few people come 
You think I'm joking, but it's true. Sometimes I have come, sometimes I can travel abroad and I say, only this number of people should come for the meeting. Yeah. Because it, it, it creates an environment. I don't have to be waking up and say, you, get up. You get, I cannot preach to people who are not listening. I don't like talking when people are not listening. Because I'm preaching to people. I'm not, if I want to preach to a cow, I know where to find cows. And find them and preach to them. The next one is that you bring out all the scriptures that you have known. Look at the scriptures. He could say, David, for David says of him, I saw the Lord in my presence. He was good. I mean, you could see that he knew a lot that nothing was coming out. He had done so many Bible studies. He had been for camp meetings. You see, there is so much in you. Eh? So much in you. Those of you who have been to this Bible school, oh, you know too much. Because the school is not easy. By the time you finish the school, you see that, yeah. God has actually sent you. How can all the things you know be a blessing to somebody? Like Peter, so quoting David. When, even you, when you read, you can't understand what he's saying. For David said, I said to my Lord, you shall not this, that, that. I said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. You don't understand, but Peter understood it. it was, and these were things he knew. And when the young lady asked him, he said, shut up. He knew these scriptures. He knew this. He said, Will you shut your mouth, right? I don't know him from anywhere. But he knew more than him. Yeah. He knew him and he knew all these scriptures. His mouth was shut. He didn't want to talk. He was scared. But I tell you, when God anoints you, you see, some of you, you feel you can't preach because of your past. It's like when somebody sees you, you say, Who? This this girl is a preacher. Please excuse me. I don't want to say anything bad. So because of that, you are afraid. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you stand and say, Look, I am here by the blood of Jesus. the Holy Spirit is what makes you rise up and be able to speak in a church a blasphemer a thief, a very bad person uneducated you will be able to rise and say listen to me listen to me I am telling you something and you'll be surprised at what God will use you for Billy Graham said, one day when I stand before God, I hope to enter heaven. Not because, of, not because I was a preacher, but because of the blood of Jesus. How many also hope to enter into heaven because of the blood of Jesus? Not because of what you've done or what you didn't do. Because of the blood of Jesus. The anointing has made me into a preacher. Look at me preaching, writing books. Huh? It's made me explain scriptures that I've known for years. Most of the scriptures I write in my book, I knew them when I was small. Yeah. 
It's the anointing that brings out what you know, what you've heard, and makes you minister and minister. Look at me being invited. I've been invited to Indonesia, going to Indonesia, to, to beyond Jakarta. Preaching with Bonke and other people at that program. Hey. It's amazing. It's the anointing which causes you. When Dr. Cho invited me to Korea again to come and preach this year, I marveled. I said, what do you want? I'm, they said, what are you coming to preach about? I told them, I'm coming to preach about loyalty. Yeah. The Holy Spirit made me preach about loyalty in Ghana. And now the Holy Spirit is letting me preach to a lot of different people about that. Yeah. Many years ago in Suhum, God anointed me. The Holy Ghost entered me. And I heard a voice. The voice said, from today, you can teach. You can. You can. You can. You can. You see, you think you can naturally, but I tell you, it is God who makes you can do it. That's why I want you to pray for the Holy Spirit. And you'll be surprised. Listen, if you are naturally a quiet person, never rule yourself out. Then you have to rule me out first. God doesn't go by, I'm quiet or I'm this or I'm that. It's by the anointing. You are looking at a very quiet person. Shaba. Mamakaba. Let it, let it soak in. Let the river cover you. Be filled with the spirit. Be filled. Let God bless you. What an honor it is to be called a servant of the Lord. Benny Hinn says, it was such an honor when somebody referred to him as God's servant, Benny Hinn. First he was very young. He said, what an honor for somebody to call you God's servant. What a privilege. Oh, may you be a preacher. You know something? One day, there will be, none of you that are here this evening will be around. Most of you will not be around. You will be in different places. Preaching. I said, preaching. Preaching. And people will be surprised. Sit down. One day, I went to, for a camp. And I'm prophesying. I went for a camp meeting in England. And as I was going to the camp, I was anointed. I was coming from America. And I had it in my spirit. I said, when I, when I get to the camp, I must take out seven chairs or ten chairs out of the congregation and put them behind me. I should put them behind me. Were you at that camp? I put, I put them behind me. And I said, these chairs will be filled before the camp. I, 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 I told them. I said, I am here to send people away from England. And those who will go will occupy these chairs. It's, it's by, you, you want the people to listen. It's the spirit who anointed me to come and say them. Today, none of the, the people who came for that, I don't know anybody who is still there. All of them have dispersed into the world. Yeesh. Some are on different islands. Different continents. 
they have dispersed into the world. Hey. And this is what's going to happen to this impartation service people. Mekumu Asama. Because it will happen. I say it will happen. Many of you will look back and say, we remember those days. We were there. And Grace used to sing for us. She sang many songs. We were there. And they sent us in the spirit. I think the Holy Spirit wanted me to say, you see, one day, the Holy Spirit anointed me to say something in the church. At that time, our church was at the canteen. But I spoke in the spirit against people who fight against me through disloyalty. And I curse all of them. I cursed all disloyalty. I fought it in the spirit. It was a Sunday. It is even on the tape. I cursed all those things. I said, may something fight with them. You see, when you are anointed, you speak things that are spiritual. That come to pass. And that brings you to the place where you see that now you speak directly. Because Peter preached and told them that you crucified him. Like I told the people, you, you are all going to go out of this country. And they all went. When you are not anointed, you speak generally, say, oh, whatever, a lot of us, this, a lot. But when you are anointed, you, you confront things. He told them, you crucify. You confront devils. And evil spirits that fight in the realm of the spirit. Because I tell you, as a, me, I've come to see that I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. I have nothing. I'm nothing. All I have is God and His grace. That's all I have. I have to fight with what I have. One day I was playing golf, I realized I couldn't play. And I started and said, Lord, I'm going to use spiritual powers here. Because I have nothing. All those things are working for me. It's by the anointing. He told them, you, you crucified him. You crucified the Holy One. You. And there, were, there was powerful results. 6,000, 5,000 were saved. Think about when you speak. That's no effect. But when you cross the river, you say to one, Approach yourself with your MBA and your whatever and remove from this place and go to another place. There are some people who think that people like me too much. It hurts them when they see people who love me. But let me tell you something. If somebody loves me, it is God who put it in their hands. Don't be worried about it. Don't let it disturb you. There are some people who feel that why do you treat him as if he's a God? Not a God. You know better than I am that I'm not a God. But it hurts them. And there are people who love me. Yeah. It hurts them. Don't let it disturb you. It's the anointing that the Bible says that you, are, you become a certain, you have a certain attraction because of the anointing. Confront. He confronted the devils, the people, said, You are killers. You exchanged a murderer and you took the holy and righteous one and you killed him. He told them. He said, now change. Now. 
when you are anointed, people will change all around you. One day a pastor was talking to some people. He said, you've got to change what you are doing financially, your lifestyle, and so on. The people started to, instead of changing, they just stood there and said, lifestyle, change. It's like they were speaking to them. I said, lifestyle, change. Lifestyle, change. How can your lifestyle change by just sitting there and saying, lifestyle, change, lifestyle, change. Are you a joker? But when you are anointed, they will not just be saying, lifestyle, change. They will actually change. When you are anointed, the words you speak, you don't even think about them. Ah. You know the best part of the preaching is the part that has no order. God is giving you glimpses into glory. Glimpses. I'm saying this because God wants me to say, you see, when Joab came to fight against David, David cursed him. He said, let something else fight you. But he worked with him. Yeah, because I have nothing. Like Catherine Kumar said, I have no gifts. I have no talents. Let it be known to you that God fights for his servants. Yeah, he fights. Sometimes you see that you are fighting something you don't know. You know, in the last two years, I've seen that God's hand and grace is what even keeps us. Somebody rang me the other day and said to me, I had, he's had a vision about me. I said, what is the vision? He said that, a prophet. He said, I saw it in the spirit that God has sent 70,000 angels to, to me to come and fight with me. And I know him in another country. I said, hey, which vision is this? 70,000. But where would they fit? There are angels here. I said, there are angels here. God is here. So let's now come for the river. Be filled with the spirit. Be anointed. Listen, let me tell you, pray for the anointing every day. I always pray for the anointing. Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint me. Fill me. Guide me. Fill me. Guide me. Anoint me. Fill me, Jesus. Fill me. Anoint me. Fill me. It's by the anointing. It's by the anointing. God will bless you because you are anointed. He will heal you because you are anointed. He will protect you from devils and devilish plans or long-term strategies and short-term strategies. How many are going to pray for this Holy Spirit? Lift your hand and just ask him for the Holy Ghost. Sing for me about that anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 89, Psalm 89. Psalm 89, Psalm 89. Listen. Somebody here, God wants you to know, listen. 
Don't fight God's anointed. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because you find something fighting you. And not only me, but anywhere else. Be careful. Because Peter preaching was not natural. Naturally, he would never preach. He would never have preached. It was God who made him preach. So when you want to fight him and mock him, you find yourself fighting something else. So watch out. Lift your hands and ask God for mercy and grace and help. All right. It's okay. Lift your hands. Fill my cup, Jesus. Fill my cup, Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me show you something. Let me show you something the Holy Spirit is saying. There are many of us here, you have not taken your stance. 
They have not taken your stand, but God is saying, take your stand. Paul, Peter stood with him. 11, so okay, I am. God is showing me that you are here. You, take, you see, I realize in my life, you take your stand gradually. Sometimes you can't do it all at once, but gradually, you realize that you keep on identifying more with what God has for you. And it becomes clearer. But when it's time to take a stand, say it. Say so. More and more, God is saying, I believe. Just identify yourself. I am one. Stop wavering. Stand up. Because you are being filled right now with the Holy Ghost. Stop playing with your life. It's almost over anyway. Stop playing. Take a stand for and with God. Father, thank you for you have done it. We praise you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Be filled. Everybody receive now. Be filled. Receive. Receive. Take your stand. 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 Ah, Sekotala. Sekotala. Chingo, single, chingo, single, lingo. In Jesus' name. Listen. This is what the Lord is saying. Some of you know too much. You know too much. Be filled now and let it all come out. Let it flow. Bishop Saki, the scriptures I preach with, I knew them many years ago. But through the anointing, I'm now speaking them and I'm sharing them. May you be anointed to share what is in you. Thank God right now for his great unspeakable gift for your life. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. What are you going to say? Father, thank you so much for your blessing. We love you and we thank you. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Right. How many are glad you came to church tonight? Today I was thinking about something. I'm going to meet some young people next week. And I was thinking about something I was going to tell them. You know what I was, one of the things I was going to I can tell you before I tell them. I was going to tell them that whatever happens, they will find out at the end of the day that it is the Holy Spirit who makes the difference. I'm telling you. That is what, at the end of your life, you will find out that all that I'm saying now it's really the Holy Spirit. It looks like it's something else. It looks, it looks like it's so many different things. But it's the Holy Spirit. So pray. Pray to be filled. Pray in tongues. Listen to correct music. You see, when grace sings, we become anointed and filled and blessed. It's like you are getting nearer heaven. Isn't it? 
it happens because anointed music and singing it always helps you depression and evil spirits they go out I, I'm going to tell them I think it's this week you will find out that what I'm saying every pastor will find out that what I'm saying is true that actually is the anointing you would never preach if it were not for the anointing <laughs> Peter wouldn't preach because of the anointing he stood up and said look I'm one I am one Pastor Niyajid, you because the anointing that you stood up out of your gold mine. Say, look, I'm one. I'm one of the people. Of course, it's because of the anointing that you stand up and say, I am. Okay, that's it. I'm with the 11. I'm with these people. I belong to this group. That's it. Ben, it's because of the anointing that you ever stand up one day and say, look, this is my group. I'm sorry if it disturbs you. This is my group. Shaka. Oko, it was because of the Holy Spirit in you. That is why you came after school and said, I, I belong to this group. I want to be with these people. I don't know what it means. I don't know if we will live or die, but I belong here. I'll be here. I'll be here. I don't care. When I came into them, I don't know what will happen to my children when they go to school. I don't know. This is what I belong to. That's why these are my best friends sitting here. I belong to God. I belong to his house. Peter stood up just he passed through the river. Oh, it's true. The verses I know are true. The verses I read are true. They are true. What I quoted, what I've been quoting, it's it's true. It's real. It's real. What I've been quoting, it's real. I tell you, you stand up at the end and say, I belong. This is my group. I don't have that other group anymore. I tell you, it's because of the anointing. I tell you, you what God has for you, you will never have become that. If it were not for, unless the anointing makes you that thing. In fact, many times God makes you the opposite of who you are. I come from a rich family. And yet, I live from collections and gifts as if I've never been to school. Doctor. Are you understanding? Are you understanding? As if I've never been darkened the door of a school. The rain. The rain. Another rain is falling. In Jesus' name. Doctor, go. It is because you were in the aeroplane when the Holy Spirit came upon you. You will never know. I said to you, it's over. It's over. This is where you belong. You are actually part of this group. You are not a fisherman. You are not a doctor. You are my child. It's because of the Holy Spirit. Wow. What a privilege. What a difference it makes in my life. Amen. The Spirit is saying to people who feel you are dirty people 
and he's saying that there is no blood like the blood of Christ. And there is no opinion like the opinion of God. Therefore, arise. Arise. Because it is by the blood and by the blood alone. Hallelujah. How many are going to... Ah, it's coming to me again. I see you in some islands. I don't know where where you are. There seem to be some islands or some places. I don't know where they are. They are all going there. (laughs) Peloso. And somebody said, are you not afraid to send all these people away? No, no, no. The more you go, the more they will come. And we'll meet in heaven. We'll meet there. Meet there before it's too late. Obey him. Sit down. Hallelujah. Right. Don't worry about a few drops of rain, it will not harm you. When I have thoughts nowadays. I know. Martha, I know many of the thoughts are not my thinking. So Holy Spirit is working. Be afraid of your thoughts. Because they come from inside. Spirit. Holy Spirit. I know. I know. Some of you, you think. There are some people here, you think. One day I'll be with him. I'll be working with him. It's not a natural thought. No, no, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit put it in you. Showed you your future. Today I, I got, I was doing something and I realized that this thing that I'm doing, the Holy Spirit put it in my mind, in my heart, long time ago. Yeah. But it's come back to me again. I see you far away. And you'll be, you'll be thinking, oh, partition service was, it was a nice service. Can we have another one? But it will be over. It's just for a season. Wow. Shemedupa Kezolo Sabalido Rezole Brandalare. For what used to be a camp has become an impartation service. And what is an impartation service shall be metamorphosized into something else one day. Ah. Except you follow the cloud and the fire, you shall be left behind. Therefore, arise and be on the trot. Be ready. Be ready to move into the next atmosphere of the anointed. That you may be filled and covered with the dew of heaven and the oil of joy that comes from above. May you be filled always. May you have the nose to smell the sweet anointing and where it is found. So that when they say, lo, it is there, you shall say, yes, I go there. And when they say, lo, it is there, you say, yes, I know already. I'm headed there. Don't stay far. Come near. Come closer. Come closer. Come closer to Jesus. Hallelujah. Sit down. You know why you keep standing? You, 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 you keep putting your hand into the cloud, which is just above your head. For some of you, the cloud is just here. Some is up here. So sometimes you need to stand so that your hand enters. But you can't see the cloud. But sometimes you can feel that. 
Something. Oh, yes. There are many people who have put their hands into the glory. And your hands became anointed. And your hands became covered with the dew of heaven. <laughs> this is not a service for people who just want a Sunday school teaching. It's a place for people who want the cloud that is over their head. For there are pastors here who shall do greater works. Greater, 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 greater. Chebobasa. May it be so. Do it. Do it. Do it. He called you. He called you. He called you. Hallelujah. Bless you. Sit down. Come closer to me. Sing for me, please. Give me closer a to me. Closer to me. I want to heal you. And I want to touch you. All those doubts and all those fears that you've had on through the years. I want to heal Look at my hand. Closer Come. to me. Come closer. I wanna heal you. That's all. Healing. I wanna touch you. Just a touch. If you come to me today, wow. I will wipe your tears away. I wanna heal you. Says the Lord. Sing it again. Come closer. Closer. Come Look at it. Closer to me. Closer. Closer. I wanna hear Man, did you hear me? Closer. I wanna touch you. If you come to me today, if you come to me today, I will wipe your tears away. I wanna hear you say the Lord. Wow. I'm so blessed with this song. You know, since I came to Jesus, I've just been healed. Don't you think you've been healed? You've been healed. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.